This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, December 3rd, and let's talk about the weather. The major headline, snow, and cooler temperatures are returning to the Northwest. While we've had several days of warmer than normal temperatures over the region, including record-breaking temperatures, but temperatures have cooled back to normal today and soon will be below normal. And that opens the potential for snow, including very light snow that could even reach near sea level. Today, Friday, will be relatively dry. Highs will be in the mid-40s in the west and as high as 50 degrees in the Tri-Cities. There's a veil of clouds over the region, but nothing serious is going on. But things will change rapidly tomorrow as a Pacific cyclone, low-pressure center, approaches the southwest Washington coast, and it will then subsequently move eastward, bringing precipitation and cooling on both sides of the Cascades by daybreak. And so you'll, you'll wake up tomorrow with rain, and that rain will move southward during the day as the frontal band proceeds into Oregon. In the west, precipitation will generally be rain, with a few wet snowflakes mixed in perhaps during the morning around Puget Sound. And I suspect there'll be a thin veneer, a thin layer of snow east of Bellingham and near the Hood Canal, but nothing serious. The northern portion of eastern Washington will get snow, and the Cascades will receive 6 to 12 inches above 3,000 feet, and this will be a good base for what will follow. Highs tomorrow will only be in the lower 40s in the west, so the heat wave will decidedly be over. Sunday will be dry, uh, but cool. Temperatures hitting perhaps 40 degrees in the western side of the state near sea level and the mid-30s in Spokane. But then things will get much more interesting on Monday. A far more powerful low-pressure center, energized by a potent upper-level trough, will take a southeastward track across the northwest tip of the Olympic Peninsula and then across the southern Washington Cascades on Monday. Uh, Southerly winds will occur south of the low center over the Oregon coast and, and the interior of western Oregon. But quite honestly, this kind of track is not ideal for lowland snow for Puget Sound and areas to the south. We need the low to go further south for us to get snow here in Puget Sound. But the situation will be very different over northwest Washington. With the low moving south of places like Bellingham and the San Juans, cold air will be drawn southwestward in the Fraser River Valley, bringing very strong winds, cold air, and snow to Bellingham, Vancouver, B.C., and even the northern part of the San Juans, like the northern part of Barkas Island. A huge snowfall will occur in the Cascades from roughly I-90 north, which several feet above 4,000 feet. And don't be surprised to see some wet snow 
over the eastern suburbs of Puget Sound, above 500 feet, and near the Hood Canal. Fortunately, for most places, road conditions should remain decent uh, at lower elevations, even if there's little snow, since the road temperatures are now quite warm after the recent hot spell and the mild fall. So little light snow is going to melt immediately, so there won't be a big accumulation, except where the snow really comes down. Anyway, I'm going to blog about this in detail on Sunday when I have all the details. Enjoy the change in weather. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Do you know that there is a meteorological trick to get western Washington and Oregon snow? As we enter the snow season for western Washington and Oregon, it is time to talk about the relatively rare atmospheric configuration that makes lowland snow possible. Let's be frank here. Lowland snow is very unusual at low levels near sea level west of the Cascade Crest. With an average snowfall around central Puget Sound of roughly six inches. But that average is deceptive. Some years we have nothing or a dusting, and others, like in uh, 2019, we had 20 inches. So it really varies. The snow problem for our, re- for our region is obvious. Western Washington and Oregon are downstream of the huge Pacific Ocean, which is actually quite warm in winter, with surface temperatures around 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, nearly all of our weather, from cyclones, low-pressure centers, to fronts, come off the Pacific Ocean. And the air that is over western Washington, Oregon, right now, was over the warm water just an hour or two before. As a result of this, the lower atmosphere west of the Cascade Crest is generally above freezing, and that is including a layer several thousand feet in thickness. We have another problem for uh, western snow lovers, the Rockies and the Cascades which block the cold air from the interior of the continent from reaching the region west of the Cascade Crest. The very high Rockies are particularly good at blocking cold, dense Arctic air in the interior of the continent. And if any air tries to move westward down the the slopes of the Rockies, that air is warmed by compression as it descends from lower pressure aloft to higher pressure near the surface just as in your bicycle pump. You pump it up, it's warm. Well, the same thing is true of air descending the the Rockies. Now, if any air sneaks into eastern Washington, and it does, uh, the Cascades do a good job in blocking any further westward motion or movement. After sinking down the Cascades slopes, by the way, uh, any air that tried to get across there would tend to be dry because as air descends, it warms the relative humidity declines, leaving very little cloudiness and very little precipitation. So quite frankly, it is amazing that Western Oregon and Washington get any snow whatsoever. 
Generally, we are mild and wet during the winter, the typical 40s and raining. Now, occasionally, we can get cool and dry when a particularly cold, deep high-pressure system develops to the east of the region. But again, high pressure in the interior, uh, the coldest air is taken out, and if the, the air that gets to us is cool and it is sunk on these mountains, so it tends to be dry. So it's easy for us to be warm and moist, and occasionally we're cold and, uh, cold and dry. But to be cold and wet, that is very rare. And that is what it takes to get snow at the surface. But there is a trick to get west side lowland snow. In fact, there are a few tricks to get to be cold and wet at the same time. The most frequent setup involves cold air from the Arctic pushing southward east of the Rockies with associated high pressure that's created by the dense cold air in the interior. So this big high pressure system to our east. Now, some of this cold air can push into the interior of British Columbia, including towns such as Prince George and Kamloops in the interior. If, at the same time, a low-pressure system near the surface, associated with an upper-level trough, moves southward down the coast, and if it reaches a sweet spot just east of the, of the Long Beach Peninsula of southwest Washington, things can happen the magic can produce snow in western Washington. And this is how it works. With the low parked right off of Long Beach or in that area, there is a large difference in pressure between the coast and the interior where there's high pressure from the cold air. That difference in pressure can push cold air from the interior of British Columbia down the Fraser River Valley into Bellingham and point south. So we can pull cool air in. It is also possible to pull, pull, pull cool air from the Columbia Basin area through the Columbia River Gorge into the northern Willamette Valley in southwest Washington. So we have a low center. It's pulling the cool air in. At the same time, excuse me, moisture from the coastal low comes around the low and ascends over the cool air that's in place in western Washington. And with that kind of configuration, that delicate balance, we can get snow. Cold air at low levels, pulled in by the difference in pressure, and then moisture falling into it from aloft from a system along the coast. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a very delicate balance. For the northern Willamette Valley, snow is more frequent when the low center is further south, somewhere along the central Oregon coast with cool air from the Columbia River moving southward into the valley while moisture streams overhead. So you can see, it's no wonder winter snow is unusual near sea level over the western portion of the northwest. is extremely hard to get everything just right. Now, eastern Washington gets much more snow, of course, because they're isolated from the warm Pacific Ocean. And on top of that, Sometimes they can get upslope flow with high pressure inland. It can push moisture up the eastern side of the Cascades, producing localized snow there as well. Until a few decades ago, forecasting snow events 
was very, very unskillful in our region. But the new generation of high-resolution forecast models, some run at the University of Washington, can now produce useful and often skillful snow forecasts. But I have to be honest with you, there are often large uncertainties because the freezing levels and snow levels are critical. They're close to the surface and small errors in the temperature or the precipitation forecast can be amplified into large errors for snow. So snow is probably the least skillful forecast parameter today. Now, snow forecasts are obviously important for us because in a hilly region like the Northwest, road conditions deteriorate rapidly with even a thin layer of the white stuff. So, you must pay attention during the next week, as described in the forecast uh, portion of this podcast, snow is returning to our region, and the snow level will be quite low at a few times during the next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.